Greetings, Earthlings. I'm Alan Boyle, the mastermind behind Cosmic Log and one of the hosts for the Fiction Science Podcast, which focuses on the place where science and technology intersect with fiction and popular culture. During our conversation with Nathaniel Rich, the author of a new book about human-caused changes in the environment, titled Second Nature, my co-host, Dominica Fetaplace, asked Nathaniel to talk about his favorite authors. That turned into a fascinating conversation about the state of modern-day fiction, including the suggestion that science fiction writers were doing the best job of reflecting the zeitgeist of the current age. A lot of that conversation actually took place after the formal recording session, but with Nathaniel's permission, we're sharing the audio as a bonus podcast. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. You write fiction and you write nonfiction. I'm curious, uh, who are some of your influences on your fiction writing? Well, I mean, it, it, to some extent, it, it, it depends on, on the book. I mean, I remember with Odds Against Tomorrow, um, White Noise was, was an important one for me, I I always go back to to Martin Amos. I go back to Nabokov, Saul Bellow, are sort of my at at the deep deepest core heroes. But you know, writing the writing about these themes, Margaret Atwood um, was important to me. Uh, T. C. Boyle, um, who else? Gate Talese, not you know different subject matter, but he he came at you know nonfiction from a narrative you know reported reported nonfiction that he wrote in a in a kind of novelistic narrative tone um Joan Didion uh the list goes on and on I mean I I just sort of grab from anybody that I can have you uh read anything interesting lately or or watched anything or listened to anything that you can recommend yeah what have I read lately that's really good um I've uh I'm reading Annalie Newitz's um new book. Um We love her. She was yet. on a previous show. Uh, Four, Four Lost, Lost Cities. Lost, thank you. Four Lost <laughs> Cities. Who else have I read? Interesting. I mean, I've I've read uh this right now I'm reading the Defense chess novel by Novakov that I had never read that's just completely absorbing. I have one thing I have one thing I did actually something I just read is fascinating and, and sort of on topic here, which is um this incredible novel called Storm by uh, George Stewart, who's a, was the novelist. From Earth Abides? Yeah. Yeah. Earth Abides, most famously Earth Abides. He's a really, you could say the first ecological novelist. Um, and I, I read a, uh, the first of, of his ecological novels, which is called Storm, which is about a huge um, hurricane uh, coming to the, the Pacific coast. And it's um, it's completely bizarre because the story is told, the novel is told essentially from the perspective of the storm, um, which is called Mariah. And the human characters are really secondary and, and for the most part kind of anonymous. They're only identified by their job titles. Their character arcs are pretty limited, uh, and it, so it's really the perspective is almost of the of the planet of the of the storm and of of natural processes, and and it's almost a cosmic view um, uh, of 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 uh, the atmosphere, and 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 humans, the human beings are like little ants in the story, and so it's a totally wild premise in that way. It breaks some of the fundamental laws of 
of novel writing, which is that, you know, your, your main characters should evolve or, you know, have at least have sentience um, and make decisions and so on. And so uh, that was very, a uh, kind of puzzling, exciting, strange um, experience to read, to read that book. Good luck with the novel. What's that process like? Is it? Is, yeah, it's do you actually, expect to I mean, take I, a year I, or something, or how, how do you how do you plan the magic. out for that? Yeah, that's the million dollar. <laughs> I feel this, this is the problem I've had with all. You know, I've published three novels. Each has taken me about five or six years, and I think it's inexcusable that they should take that long. I feel like you should be able to do it in a year, and I've just, you know, so I, I'm trying to do this one in a year. Um, We'll see. The biggest challenge this time is I have, I really have two different, there are two novels I'm trying to, I want to write. And I'm, for the first time in my life, I've had a, I'm trying to decide how to, you know, I, for the first time in my life, I have more than one idea that I'm excited about. So it's trying to figure out how to do it. But um, yeah, I've taken off doing journalism for a while um, now with like second nature, sort of the end of it, of a Mm -hmm. chapter for, at least for the moment Mm -hmm. for me. So I'm, I'm trying to, at least finish one book before I do anything else. So yeah, I think, I hope a year, I don't, you know, if, if you're not too lazy and distracted, I feel like you should be able to do it in a year, but I'm usually too distracted and get me lost in other things, I guess. I don't know. You know, I, I got to know Dominica in the course of uh, doing this podcast and, and uh, I, I have a lot of respect for people who can just make up a world. Uh, it's easier to make it up. <laughs> yeah, you're sort of freer. Also, you don't have to make. Do you, Do you write what? So what's the what's the work that that you do, Dominica? What writing? Uh, I write short stories. Uh, oh, that's the, that's the sound of the cat robot dispensing the cat food. <laughs> so you're wondering oh, okay. if that sounded. <laughs> yeah, I write science fiction short stories and some literary and all over the place, like weird fiction. Great. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the, the most interesting work, um, you know, fictional work about, you know, cli- I guess it's no surprise, but about climate and, and, and sort of interrelated issues has come first through science fiction. Yeah. It's the only genre of fiction that's really thinking about what the world is going to be like in the future. It's the only genre yeah, it's, that's set in the future. So. Yeah, or or frankly about the present. I mean, I think I think it's a huge blind spot of so much. I think it's, it's been changing the last yes. few years, um, and I think it will do so increasingly. But I, I do feel there's been like a huge dereliction on by by so many you know great contemporary yeah. literary novelists that uh-huh. I, I feel like they're not up to the task in a way. And I I have a lot of theories about why that is. Um, Ooh, it very. It feels. Can you share one? We're not on yeah. the show anymore. Well, you can include it on the show. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the recording. No, yeah, it's it's sort of ahistorical, right? I mean, because the history of the novel has been a history of engagement with, you know, the 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 affairs of, of the social issues of the day. That's 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 sort of the heart of of the history, you know, uh-huh. through through the history of the novel, and it's and you know, with with various sort of movements in the last, I don't know, fifty years, I guess there's been a, a bit of a a path away from that, from engagement. Um, and, you know, and a lot of that stuff is great, but, but, but the result is now, I think people, there's almost an inhibition or, you know, a fear by a lot of contemporary novelists. And I'm, obviously these are huge generalizations, but um, to really deal with um, things like science, you know, politics, 
Yep. Uh, I know just what economics. you mean. Yeah. yeah social, that's you know, true. Although it is social. hard. It's hard when it takes five years to write a novel. You, you say you're lazy, but that's pretty common. You know, that's a pretty common amount of time. It's five years. And it's really hard to write about the present uh, if it takes but you five you years. Have, yeah. But if you cap, I mean, you can write about the present era without it necessarily being like. Yeah. Newsy. Yeah. I mean, it's true. We don't have yeah. like, but that's um, what the short yeah. form is good for. Cause you can crank yeah. it out in a week. So. Well, you can, yeah. <laughs> oh, <well>. um, <laughs> one could. <laughs> one could. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think the other part of it is there's like, and this is true also in journalism that there's uh, and it's a huge flaw of a lot of the journalism about climate change is that every, the, the field has become very professionalized and, and siloed. Yeah. And so if you're a, uh, you know, foreign policy reporter, um, not only do you feel like you can't possibly write about climate change, but mm. you f- you're discouraged from doing it or, mm. or you know, people look down at you. You're sort of going out of your lane. But of course, you can't write about foreign policy now if you're not writing about climate change. You know, And you could say the same thing of you know, global economic stories or you know, any number of, of issues, um, economic, business stories, agriculture, immigration, you name it. Mm-hmm. And so... I think in the same way, like especially literary fiction has become kind of genreified, and you have all these. Part of that has to do with the whole MFA system, yeah. And you know, so people get very tied to their little yeah. avenue, and and I think are are both intimidated and even look down on the idea of a broader uh-huh. scope. But you know, that's what I love about novels specifically is is the is the wide the wide lens, and and I think it's a tragedy that more writers aren't, aren't up to it, but you know, some are, um, but that, that's why that's sort of what's, what's pushed me to do some of this work. Cause I feel like no one is doing it. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's almost, it's, it's just a historical. I mean, you think about all the literature that came out during, you know, civil rights era about, you know, or, or nuclear, nuclear scare, you know, you have a whole body of, of work. That's, that's not just about the politics and the policy and all that, but about, the human experience of it. And we, ha- we don't really have that literature for climate um, yet, or, or it's, it's not very robust. And so. Um, one of the, uh, one of the authors that we had uh, earlier on, on the show was Kim Stanley Robinson. Uh, have you, have you come across the ministry for the future that that's he's kind of one a- of the few examples of. Them. Yeah. 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 He's interesting. And um, I mean, he, and I think of him more on the sort of science fiction side of things where it, you know, and I, and I think, yeah, but I think he's, he's, he's the valuable voice in it. Um, my frustration is more with writers who are on the literary side of things who you would read, you know, who you might read and think they've never heard of climate change or they've never, there's no idea that we're in this like precipitous moment that I feel like in 30 years, when you read that work, it'll seem just bizarre, you know, that there are these people writing in this moment and there's no, sense of this what's happening in the in the world and so um i think it's a real it's been a, it's it's the failure of imagination more than anything else i think and um i find it depressing but um but yeah i think it's it's changing and, and you see it especially among younger writers who can't because it's unavoidable at a certain point if you're looking at a you know if, if you're in your 20s or 30s now you, you can't really think of a world that's not haunted by the specter of of, of, you know, this transformation. And so um, I think the literature is changing, but it's been laggard for sure. I think the danger with any of these conversations is it's, it's easy to 
you know, one can get lost in generalization a little bit, but I do, I do feel like you didn't name any names. I haven't named any names <laughs> in a bad way. So, in a bad way. We just talked about people we liked. Yeah. I mean, there's some writers I think who I can name some names of people who are doing, who I think are engaged, um, and, uh-huh. in, in, in interesting ways with it. Um, and, and some I'm doing events with, you know, I'm doing events with on the tour, like, uh, Rivka Galchin and, um, Claire Vey Watkins or 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 a pair. Amitav Ghosh also, um, mm-hmm. certainly. And um, but it's yeah, and, and it's important, I think, to distinguish between, you know, novels about climate change and I think and novels that I feel like are honest about this um about the age that we're in. You know, I I think there's a certain type of activist, for instance, that that thinks that well if we just publish more novels about climate change that'll convince people that it's real or conv- and, and i'm not really interested in the climate propaganda stuff which i think is has its place um you know books written to motivate people to act in specific ways i'm 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 really talking about sort of serious literature that grapples with some of the 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 human dimension of this you know how the public intersects with the private life i think that's where the best fiction often resides and um and I yeah, I definitely get that. It doesn't have yeah. to be a novel about the the climate challenge. It's a novel about uh, modern society, and that's informed by that sea of scientific issues that we're living in, and and as you say, the weirdness of the modern world. Yeah, I mean, I have a book here, Hiroko. It's a Japanese um, writer. Hiroko, Hiroko Omayada called, called The Hole. It was published about a year ago, hmm. um, which strikes me just from reading about it um, as, a, as a kind of a great example of what I'm talking about, where it's just like a, an eerie, creepy, um, I think borderline fantastical story um, that probably doesn't mention, you know, climate change, but I feel like it probably does capture this 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 moment you know the eeriness of this moment and and you know a lot of the eeriness comes down to people trying to live their normal lives and not not and and deny uh the reality of this just this world that's disintegrating in so many ways and and um you know living a normal life as if the world wasn't getting warmer every single year and these tragedies weren't escalating and um, you know, it's a kind of, it's almost like a kind of uh, sense of gaslighting. Um, and, and so there's like this deep disconnect that, that's very much the subject of second nature, but I think it's also this, the, is, is um, you know, I like to read fiction that reflects on, on that too. Cause I think we're all guilty of it to some extent, you know, of guilt is not, it's maybe too strong a word, but I think all of us, have to all of us make decisions about how much of this you know despair and chaos do you let into your life you know even if you write about it or you know or do do podcasts about it or, or what have you it's still you have to set boundaries and, and each person sets their boundaries in, in different places and I think how we make those decisions um, tells you a lot about the kind of person you are not that you know not not in terms of value, but I think it it's um it's a deeply subjective process and it's something we all struggle with. And it's it's um you know, that's where I think fiction has something interesting to say, much more than should we um, 
you know, sign the new carbon pledge or what have you. Right, right. Wow, this is fascinating. Really, uh, I'm, I'm glad we stayed on and kept going on this. Hey, so. Oh, yeah. Well, I can go forever on this subject, <laughs> especially if I don't actually have to give examples. <laughs> to dig into the science of Nathaniel Rich's book, Second Nature, Scenes from a World Remade, be sure to listen to the other podcast we recorded with Nathaniel. On April 5th, Nathaniel will talk about the book during a streaming video event presented by Town Hall Seattle, with fellow author Claire Vay Watkins holding up the other end of the conversation. Follow the links from my blog item at fictionscienceclub.com for more about the event and about the book. We've got another great podcast planned for next time. So until then, this is Alan Boyle advising you to watch the skies. <laughs>